0: Welcome to The Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell.
1: It is April 26, 2023. I'm Rick Morton, and this is The Defender Podcast. Welcome again to the Defender podcast here uh, as we continue today with our conversation with Katie and Taylor Summers. If you were with us last week, you heard the beginning of the summer story and we're going to be excited to continue that interview. Before we get there today, I want to call your attention to one of Lifeline's fantastic ministries to support families, Bridge Educational Services. With uh, summer quickly approaching, now's a great time to fit in learning sessions with Bridge Educational Services. Bridge was created to walk alongside you to help your children reach their educational potential. Through Bridge, we provide cognitive development evaluations and personalized education support, uh, both in in in-office settings and online. You can go to lifelinechild.org backslash bridge uh, for more information and to schedule an appointment to talk with someone about uh, the opportunity for bridge to be something that could help your children in uh, their cognitive processing. We've really noticed over the years that there is a consequence of Trauma and with kids that come from hard places in in their ability to problem solve and in the the activity of the prefrontal cortex and so bridge educational services uses uh, some really fun methodologies playing games with kids in purposive ways that help to to stretch the brain and leverage brain plasticity in a way that uh, that we're able to see some pretty exciting cognitive gains and so Uh, We hope you'll reach out to us, um, particularly in today, in light of the subject that we're talking about with um, Katie and Taylor Summers. Uh, Herbie and I had an opportunity to sit down with them a few weeks ago. You heard in part one the beginning of their story of their son uh, who has been diagnosed uh, as on the autism spectrum. And so we've talked a lot about autism. Uh, Autism is a part of the story of our family as one of our kids is on the spectrum, Um, and And we're sort of at the other end of the journey with a 20 year old with autism who is who's working and out in the world and is beginning to to make a way for himself and to function independently. And I think that's one of the things that often we don't hear when we hear things about autism. We think about children and and we don't think about them being able to function on, you know, on the outside. And so as we jump in, we were talking with Katie and Taylor about just really preserving those moments along. Our journey when we see God show up, and and when we see God uh, confirm and affirm things to us in our lives, and and I think all of us have had those moments where we we realize that God has done something important, or has said something important, or or pointed us toward His Word and and confirm something to us in a way that's important. And so we're just talking a little bit about how the Lord um, kind of walked that out with Israel in the building of altars and why he did that and uh and so that's kind of the jumping off place for our conversation but uh, without further ado we're going to take you to uh, part two of our conversation with katie and taylor summers uh when herbie and i had an opportunity to sit down and talk with them a couple of weeks ago one of the things i i just would kind of point out is um We've started even in rooted in love and what we're doing in in, you know, walking with parents and kind of the pre adoption phase to to really be intentional to say, um, preserve those moments. Like do things to remember and really kind of base that on that's that's how the Lord, you know, treated uh-huh. Israel. <laughs> yeah. It was it was always when when God shows up, when God speaks, when when God does something important pile up some rocks, make an altar, Mm. like Mm. like Mm. have have a representation. And I really believe that part of what God was up to in that is he knew Mm. he you know, he's he doesn't see time the way we see time. He knew Mm. that the children of Israel were going to need to walk by those rocks and remember and remember. And, uh, and like I'm almost tearing up mm-hmm. talking to you guys because I know, I, I know. And we've in our lives, Denise and I have had to go back and, and we've had to look at those piles of rocks a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause it's not always, it's not always great. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really hard sometimes. And, you know, and, and you do have those moments where doubt creeps in and fear overtakes even now, but we go back and, go back and look at those piles of rocks mm. and and the thing that the lord does is he always meets us in that and and reminds us that that he is with us you know even in the hard stuff mm. i think Though like not to be the dark clouds, sure. you know there's joy in this as well, right, like there are uh, we we get to see glimpses of amazing things through our kids, we get to see the world in a different way through our kids and and I really think it's it's God's grace as we're parenting that he gives us these you know moments of joy and and moments that I'd love for you all just to kind of unpack some of that that you know the the joy of parenting Jonas and some of the things you've learned and some of the stuff you've experienced
3: along the way. He is the happiest 3-year-old. Um he is always making noises. I mean he's considered nonverbal but he's never quiet. Mm. I think that he has brought true joy to our life, just us seeing how happy he is. And, you know, we know his backstory. We know that everything that came before us, that it's just like to see him from 6 a.m. until 8 p.m. 4.30 a.m. <laughs> <a>. <laughs> 4.30, I'm sorry. I don't wake up till 6.
2: 4.30 a.m.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but he is the happiest kid. Mm. And we've been around children our whole life i' have, I have yet to see it, yeah, and that's what people constantly tell us that have met him mm. since we've been home as wow, that kid is so happy mm.
2: yeah i mean we we have we have a great marriage, and we were happy in our marriage before, Jonas, but there is a different joy mm. um and and this could just be with parenting in mm. general because this is our first time being parents, but Jonas specifically, there's a special a special special joy mm. that just I don't know just Exudes from him. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes it so special is because we've seen where he came from and we we've seen the struggle and the hard days. And so when we catch those moments Mm -hmm. of joy, it's just like a thousand, it's like, I don't know, a thousand times better.
3: And speaking of piles of rocks. Piles of rocks are his favorite toy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we
2: can buy all the toys.
3: We can buy all the toys. And if it's not sand or rocks or pine straw,
2: mm.
3: it means nothing.
2: That's a great point.
3: <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to make it. I'm going to
1: tell a quick story just uh, go ahead. because, so my son's going to kill me. <laughs> Potty training was hard. Oh if boy. We're going we through it right now. Right. Like we, we kind of thought maybe that, yeah, we kind of thought we might be changing him in high school. And so, (laughs) you know, and he, he, we laugh with him about that, but there was a point where uh, he and I had a reasonable conversation about potty training. He was sitting on the pot (laughs) doing nothing. And I said, son, I will buy you anything in the toy store, (laughs) anything. If you, if you will just do this. And he looked at me and he said, anything. (laughs) And I was thinking hundreds of dollars and, you know, whatever. And he said, and I said, yes, because I was that desperate. I knew, I knew the raise that we would get if we, if we made that transition. And so I'm like, this is an economic decision that works out in my favor. (laughs) Yes. Anything. And he said, okay. I want a toilet repair kit from Fred's. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> I was like, "We'll get you two of." Yeah, right? No, <laughs> I, no, I, no, I, no, man! Like I made it seem like it was a major okay. sacrifice for our I family. Don't know, like I was buddy, like, I don't know. "I'll consider the family budget," but we, you know, uh, I how old was he? Just, just asking for a friend. He was four.
2: He was four. Yeah, okay. he was four. Okay. We're not far. So y'all, before, yeah, so, But, but
1: like you know, like I just he'll get it. Like I'm, we we've, we've been there. Like he'll so get it, funny. but but I think, but I also, and we we're going to the car. We had the toilet repair kit. He was the happiest kid in the world, and I looked at him and said, "And if you don't keep doing it, I'm taking it away." <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> motivation. <laughs> to which to which he laughed. He actually got the joke, and so that was that, that was probably funny, the best. Yeah. That was probably the best part of the whole uh-huh. thing. Was but um, but yeah, y'all. Like I mean, those. You just kind of see the world mm-hmm. a little differently when you see them taking joy yeah. in something that is just you don't even notice. Right. Yeah. Right. And and there's there's something coolly beautiful about mm-hmm. that.
2: Yeah. I think another thing that brings us such joy is him accomplishing new things mm. and. Things that we never, like when we saw the smile Mm -hmm. um, almost a year ago now when we read these words and we were like, we will never be able to eat in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. We will never be able to take him in public. We will never be able to go on vacation. All of these things that like (laughs) our life, we're just going to be housebound forever. And um, I I mean, we're like, all right, Lord, if this is what you have for us. um, But to see him make such strides, my goodness, there's. Such such beauty in that. We've seen him come so far. I mean
3: I mean he did a five and a half hour car ride yesterday and, yeah, and didn't
2: he did great. He did great. Um now he, he wasn't a fan of,
3: you know. He wasn't a fan of the middle. So we had a <laughs> funeral to go to. <laughs> and, and so, yeah.
2: Lots myself of and Jonas spent
3: an hour walking around Kosciuszko, <laughs> Mississippi. In the rain. In the, the rain with of Caziesco, stroller, Esco, yeah, As the As my wife was in a funeral.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, but it's one of those moments where we don't know what happened. He was in a, he was in a playroom with toys that he loved. Yeah. And then it... it At a moment, it was done, and he wanted to be outside. Yep. And if we got close to the door, it was over. Mm -hmm. But when we went outside, so we walked in the rain for an hour. Yeah. And we made it. Yep. We got in the car and left, hit the road to Birmingham, and he was happy as he could be. Mm-hmm.
2: But like little successes, and we really learned, even in Hungary, every single day, at the end of the day, when we put Jonas to bed, we had to say, you know, what's our victory of the mm-hmm. day? What did what mm-hmm. we accomplish of the day? And like the first day was, okay, we, we made it 10 minutes in the stroller without <laughs> him screaming. Yeah. And, and now, like, he'll go two hours and loves yeah. the stroller. Mm-hmm. Um, he only, in Hungary, only ate yogurt. Nothing else, only strawberry yogurt. And so, me being the pediatric nurse practitioner that I am, I'm like, well, this kid is going to eat. We're going to figure out how to make him eat. And so, that was the hill I chose to die on. i hungry, which looking back, I should have just chilled out a little bit. But, you know, every day we would try to put something in the yogurt and then try to like beef it up a little bit to give him some more calories or nutrients. And today he ate more yogurt. Today he fed himself. That was <laughs> amazing. Today, um, he slept through the night, like yeah. um, little things. And now we look back and it's like, oh, those are the little victories. Like now we're like, I don't know. It was just, yeah. it was really sweet. Those yeah. that seemed mm-hmm. such like a, a big deal at the time.
1: It was um, a big deal.
2: It was a big deal. And it yeah,
1: was, don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> minimize that and go like that. That was, it was a big it deal. It was. And, and he's and, uh, making great. But stuff. those big deals kind of, then those things build on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you look back over I mean, and, and I'll just I'll just try to encourage you guys at this point. You're you're still really early on in this journey. Oh, yes. And so you're looking back and seeing the ground that you've gained. You're seeing the things that he's doing. And and you can't imagine where you were, you know, a year ago no, or a exactly. year and a half ago. Well, like, I just I just want to tell you, like, parenting a 20 year old with autism. <laughs> <sighs>
0: This is when we go to Dr. Rick
1: Dash Cry. the ground, the ground is amazing. Mm. Like you see, you see God's grace. You know, and y'all like I just want to encourage you that and and some, you know, like every day it's hard to see that. Mm. It's hard to, it's hard to recognize. And I love the fact that y'all together, you know, kind of like mm talk that out and and I think that's like that's something I want to point out to the people that are that are listening like I think that's a great discipline mm-hmm. to recognize those milestones not just the things that are huge but just like what what happened good today mm-hmm. um but like you'll you'll look back years from now and it's amazing to see you know what God's done and and what you've been able to be a part of and so I just man, thank you, because I love hearing your story, and I love and, and I love the insight, honestly, that the Lord's given you now, um, because that's, that's going to be such a great gift in the future.
3: Yeah, I think his first day officially in our care was September the 15th, and we have a video from that day that after that two-minute video, we looked at each other and said, are we sure? <laughs> uh, um,
2: what are we getting into?
3: But the hill we chose to die on the first thing is he walked around his foster home and when he got with us with a bottle and when he was finished with that bottle he just chunked it. Oh yeah.
2: He would throw it throw it across.
3: Well we made it with that that was not going to happen he was going to learn to set the bottle up (laughs) because we had to clean up all the juice that (laughs) went everywhere. Right. Well to this day he sets it down or he finds us anywhere we are in the house and hands it to us.
2: And if he sees a bottle laying on its side, he will go and pick it up and sit it upright. And it really does. It brings tears to your eyes because that was that was our one, our, our very first like teaching yeah. moment. We would walk him to the bottle, help his hands pick it back up and set it upright. And now he does it. It's just like muscle memory, I guess. And
3: yeah, if I'm walking to the house and I kick over this bottle of water right here on accident, he will walk behind me. And pick it
2: back up. Because he knows, <laughs> but yeah, that was one of our victories in Hungary.
1: I'm just a mess over here. I'm just being honest. Like I knew, I knew this was probably going to happen today. But good grief! Wow. If you so you want to find some of our best moments of Dr. Rick crying?
0: You can go to uh, <laughs> YouTube backslash Doctor Dash Rick Dash Crying. It's a great show. It's a long video. It's though. a long video. <laughs> you know, even as I think of all of these things, so many things you could say. I mean, even just in a short year of Jonas being in your lives, how would you encourage other families who might be in that situation that you were in this time last year of, oh, can we do this? Mm-hmm. What, what What's the next step? What, what are some just ways that you would encourage other families that might be walking through a similar journey of, do we take this referral? Do we have
3: what it takes? Don't immediately say no. Mm-hmm. I mean, just reading through it, that was our immediate thought as well and just something kept tugging mm. just give it a couple of days I would encourage you if, if you see that file and you see the word autism don't say no mm. read through it pray about it and say Lord show me." because that's what we hear so many times is oh we saw this and we saw that word and we said no mm. on to the next one mm. Just don't say no.
2: Yeah. It can be scary. And I'm not saying that every, I mean, every file that comes across your computer is going to be your child. And that's Mm. not like, obviously that's not the intention. Mm. Um, But yeah, just to be patient and um, really diligent in discerning is this who God has for our family. Mm. And as far as feeling ill-equipped, my goodness, we, we did not know what we were getting into. Like we... We still, just like we've said before like we don't we still don't know what this afternoon is gonna hold um and but but you you are capable with the Lord's help, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we cannot we say this all the time too, it's just that we don't have the patience in us. Mm. To handle him sometimes, mm. like we have yeah. to have the Holy Spirit, we have to have God's mm. grace, God's mercy, God's patience, and sometimes we have to walk away. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, I'm not a parent of a typical child yet, but I do imagine that you have to walk away from mm. typically developing children as well when you need a when you need a minute. Um, but I would just say yes, be um, patient and diligent in prayer and discernment, um, and the Lord will equip you with what you need. Mm-hmm. And we we live in a pretty resource limited area in Mississippi, and so that was my biggest concern was as far as therapies and and schools and um, physicians. Like it, we were worried that he wouldn't be able to have the services that he needs. But it is amazing how the Lord brings your people around you, the community that's needed, the resources that are needed, and gives you the ability to advocate for your child in ways that you didn't know you had. Um, and so yeah, he he really does like to show off in these moments when we are at our weakest and um, <laughs> when we are not equipped at all, he, he definitely comes through. So I would encourage you in that.
1: I think one other thing that I, I just kind of feel compelled to say, um, especially with, with you guys even talking about your day yesterday, um, part of the reality of this is your family's going to be different. If, if you have a child mm-hmm. that, that has, Differences. Um, it's just the it's just true. And and I think part of the, you know, part of the struggle for us in the beginning was the like our embarrassment of that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like like we were we were very aware of what other people did and what other people thought and and all that. And mm. and I think we burned up a lot of energy trying to like trying to be normal. Right. Yeah. And and the reality was, and and the Lord really just kind of impressed upon us, and this was fairly early on. Um, there ain't no way we're gonna be normal, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> like, we have we, to
2: be okay with that,
1: right? Yeah. Like, and and you know, and we kind of went through this whole journey of like, what is even normal, and blah blah blah. Right, but yeah. but honestly, but but just kind of walking through that, um, it's like it's okay, mm. like our our child um, is. Fearfully, and wonderfully made mm-hmm. like he is he is God's creation and he is precious. And and if that means that we have to live differently or that means we have to do some things that people don't understand or or whatever, then, um, yeah, we're going to acknowledge that feels awkward. And it sometimes, you know, like we react mm-hmm. to that, but it's OK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so um I just, I love the fact that, you know, even that y'all are talking about the fact, the adjustments that you're making and those kinds of things. And I think, you know, I think as we're, as we're speaking to an audience of people that, you know, some of them are considering mm. what it is that God might be calling them to do. Um, yeah, your family's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're not going to, and you're probably, you know, in in a lot of cases, you're not going to get back to normal. Mm. Right. Like you're not going to work your way to normal. You're yeah. just like, but that's like a setting on the dryer. Like, Mm -hmm. what is that even, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and so, but just, I'm really thankful that, you know, that you guys are aware and just kind of able to talk about that. I think as we, as we kind of round out today and, and, you know, kind of move to a close, I really would like for us to shift for just a minute and, um, because one of the things that we believe here at Lifeline, this is something Herbie and I both are are committed to is that um the kingdom of God is big and vast, and the things that god is is doing um they aren't they aren't limited just to the things that happen at lifeline.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: and so, um, Taylor, you have uh, the the privilege to lead a ministry. And uh and and so we'd love to just kind of talk about Zoe ministries a little bit and yeah, you so to kind of tell everybody about
3: what it is that God's called you into and what you guys are doing. Yeah. So I graduated college and some people all graduated on Saturday and flew out Monday morning at <laughs> uh, 23 years old thinking I knew what I was doing um, but the Lord has been so faithful we, we began with an initial vision in Kenya to rescue orphaned children and you know the idea was one thing at a time and I have seen the Lord show up and show out wow. and I told you all the time being 23 and single is not the best combination for raising money uh, <laughs> <laughs> People. But it was, you know, through the Lord. So we have, we've grown, we do orphan care in Kenya. We have 11 acres that is the best way to say it is we're like Big Oak Ranch yeah. here in Alabama. Yeah. But we're in the process right now of completely shifting our model to mm. family reunification. Mm. Yeah. So our actually our first children that we rescued four years ago would be going back into biological family wow. this month. Um, Through the Lord's grace, we actually, in 2020, expanded. Uh, We do clean water and orphan care. That's what we focus on. Uh, We work with the unreached people of the Kenya-Uganda border called the Pokot. And on March 29th, I believe it was, this year, we baptized our first unreached believers Mm -hmm. in this region. And that's all through the Lord's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. You know, we... I saw the pictures of that baptism uh, and I look at our Kenyan director who came on with me in 2017 and didn't receive a salary for six months. And I said, man, why were you, you know, why were you in the river? He said, I wouldn't miss it for anything. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, that's why we're here. He said it was six years coming. And, but no, so that's what we do in Western Kenya. I have the, and speaking to normal, Yeah, that was the biggest fear. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, Katie and I typically would travel every three to four months for a week or a month. It doesn't look the same anymore. Mm Uh, I try to get over twice, maybe three times a year and Katie hasn't been in almost a year and a half. And that's, that was the biggest point going into this. Would we ever be able to get back to normal? And at this moment we haven't, mm-hmm. but we're comfortable with it, yeah. yeah. And that's also the Lord, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I thank you guys for asking. That's the orphan is my uh, heart is my heart, and that's what people don't understand. So we, I was living in Kenya full time. Katie was living in Haiti full time. Mm-hmm. And we both happened to be in the U.S. for three weeks in, in April of 2018. <laughs> just Happen, so happened. Just happened. Just, ha- just so happened to be. And we had mutual friends that said, hey, this girl lives in Haiti. You live in Kenya. Y'all might like each other. <laughs> so, and that's how it went. So we went bowling one night. And the next morning we woke up and went to a local coffee shop. And, and we
2: talked about adoption.
3: Adoption. So, that's all, That was our full conversation. <laughs> we
2: had a long distance relationship.
3: Eight months later, we were engaged. And Over a
2: few ocean I feel yeah. like
1: we need to do an a whole podcast uh-huh. episode just on your like your meeting, your courtship and, yeah. and marriage. Like that. I think no. that would be a that'd be a fascinating One story. One of the
2: kind.
3: <laughs> and we I actually told someone I had a meeting with the guy back from Nashville a couple of weeks ago and I told him that story and he was like <laughs> I was like, Yeah, we met April, engaged December, married following July.
2: Uh-huh.
3: I said, that We, was we the were way.
2: only in the same country for like three months at the time. Yeah. Well, wow. Before we got married. Yeah. But that's the Lord, so.
3: Amen, and that then he grew awesome. your family, and then he grew in up in yeah. an unexpected way. We never thought hungry. Hungary was not only to be.
2: <laughs> it's not <laughs> during, on the radar at all.
3: During that conversation with Brianna, she gave us the countries that, you know our age, our marriage length and all that, and we said, "What is Hungary?"
2: <laughs> First of all, we were like, "Where is
3: Hungary?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we had to do some research.
3: <laughs> and then she began talking about the Roma people about how they're the persecuted and all that. And we looked at each other and said, that's the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loving the yeah. unlovable. And hey, we told her, she's like, y'all need any time to think. We're like, no, this, this is the country this right is here. It.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, Taylor, if people want to connect with Zoe
0: Ministries, how can they do it? And how many dashes do you have in your
3: website? <laughs> we have zero <laughs> yeah. dashes. No more dashes. If you'd like them. We have dashes being built out every week. Yeah, <laughs> But uh, Zoe means org. Um, and we work in orphan care and clean water and work to keep children out of institutions. Mm. Um, that's a big thing on my heart now mm. is to keep them in families at any, yeah. any circumstance possible. We want to keep them with their family in the home. Awesome. In the home.
0: Well, Dr. Rick's going to laugh at me because uh, today this will be the second time I've referenced this scripture. <laughs> and then of course, last <laughs> night talking about walking away, <laughs> there are times when you have to walk away as a parent. Um, but uh shared this with one of my children last night, shared it with our staff this morning. I think it's ample to, to even close this podcast mm-hmm. with uh what Peter says in First Peter chapter five. Obviously, remember Peter, the brash denier of Christ, who was sifted uh by Satan to deny Christ and then restored after the resurrection when Jesus asked him three times, Peter, do you love me? He writes these words in First Peter chapter five. He says, Humble yourselves, therefore. Under the mighty hand of God and at the proper time, he may exalt you. And so, beloved, even if you maybe are praying over a referral today and you just happen to listen to this podcast, know that he will lead you to make the right decision. I know so many times it's hard when we have these decisions that seem like decisions we shouldn't be making. And we want to be like, Lord, we want you to make that decision. Just know he'll make that decision, whether it's yes or no. And if it is, yes, he'll equip you. Oh, verse first, casting all your anxieties on him because why he cares for you. Peter goes on, he says, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion. You think Peter knew that? Seeking someone to devour. He says, resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus. And beloved, here's the good news we end on. He will himself restore confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And as we end this Defender podcast, to him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Defender podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info@lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.